everybody. You're listening to Chatting with Candace. I'm your host, Candace Horback. Before we start this week's episode, if you want to support the podcast, you can go to chattingwithcandace.com. This week, we are going to be talking about the mission of the podcast, our goals, topics that we plan to discuss, and just kind of an overview of why you should listen and what we plan to give back to our listeners for their time. So I hope you enjoy the episode. This week's podcast, we're going to be going over the philosophies of the podcast, the mission, kind of where we plan to end up in the future. Chatting with Candace is going to hopefully have a lot of guests on that are inspiring, that are outliers, rule breakers, just visionaries, and people that I feel can give you something to take away on a positive note after you give us an hour of your time because time is very valuable. So I want to make sure that I'm providing you something that you can use in like your toolkit of life. Maybe it will have you thinking differently, feeling better, feeling inspired, whatever it is. But I know that time is valuable. So I want to give you something for giving me that hour. And I'm going to show up. Right. This is the husband. This is Eric. He's going to be here probably like 20% of the time, 30% of the time. Basically, anytime that he really is fascinated in a guest, then he's going to be here to add his perspective. Yeah. I'll typically chime in and help with some technical issues too. (laughs) P and tech don't have a very positive relationship. No, you don't. (laughs) But yeah, I think we have very different lenses, if you will. Like I think that you have a lot more experience when it comes to the business side of things or a lot of tech, a lot of high performance. Like That's where you spend a lot of time. And then I'm very into the spiritual realm, if you will. So like those are like the guests that I get really geeked out about. So I think it's cool when we're both on and we can have like both perspectives. And plus obviously having like the gender perspectives as well. Yeah. And I think you nailed it with the idea of the outliers, not to steal from Apple, but that was like their mission statement back in the day, mm-hmm. right? Was the outliers, the misfits, the round pegs in the square holes types of people that are saying really cool things. And I think that the more people that have a platform that has something to say, need to say it because the world's lost its goddamn mind. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we mentioned on one of the other podcasts, like Death by a Thousand Cuts. I think that the m- more people that have educated themselves in certain things, whether it might be spirituality or being an outlier or whatever it is, the more people that speak up in these terms, then eventually there will be balance. And it doesn't feel like there's a lot of balance right now in the world. No, I couldn't agree more. So, I think it's really important that. We either like tackle topics or have guests on that are brave enough to speak out and like share their opinions and usher in this idea of self-improvement and like focusing on fixing you before trying to tackle anything else. I think right now there's like so much blame going around and nothing is resolved that way. I think so many people have so much work to do on themselves and inside. And if we can facilitate any of that change, then that would be awesome. Right. Because it's not all about everyone that has a voice should share their voice because some people probably shouldn't be, but it's more along the lines of everyone that has an experience should share that experience rather than just uneducated opinions. 
So in creating content for people where you're pulling in people that have had great experiences and had the time to sit down and articulate those experiences, like maybe it's an author or a YouTube star, whoever that might be who has taken the time to like really articulate a message of self-growth, a message of more of the whole rather than this victimist kind of me, me, me mentality. Let's try to broaden our perspective of life by understanding other people's experiences. Right. Because that's not interesting to me at all. Like someone who is just explaining how the world has happened to them and saying they've maybe had like a rough go or some kind of traumatic experience. And trauma, I feel like we use that word a lot. And I think that that means something different to everybody. So it's not to take away from someone's hurt because your reality is valuable and that does matter. But I'm interested in the people that overcame it, that leaned into it, that weren't afraid, and then also didn't feel unique in the sense that I'm the only one that's ever known this kind of hurt or this kind of pain because that's universal. Like That's just part of the human experience. So I think when I find somebody that doesn't wear it like a badge of honor. They're like, this is just part of the human experience. And then this is how I overcame it. And then these are maybe some tools on how to help someone who finds themselves in a similar situation. Like that's interesting to me. So I just wish that more people were explaining the tools in their toolkit of how they overcame adversity or pain or trauma rather than just saying, I had this, this was real. And now I'm owed something. Yeah. Cause it takes a lot. It's hard to look back for anybody and say that I've developed this sense of self-actualization or I know myself well enough to understand the tools that I have in my toolkit in order to be successful or happy or whatever it might be. Like Mm -hmm. It's hard enough to understand yourself, let alone an entire country. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are focused outward rather than inward. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of people out there who are focused inward and a lot of those people that focus inward tend to grow differently. They just tend to grow. And we need more people that have grown into a place where they feel it's time for them to give back. And in giving back, they are sharing experiences or they're sharing tools in the toolkit, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. So, I mean, we've already had people like Andrew Oh, I'm so sorry, Andrew. What is Uh, it? Gablich. Gablich. Andrew Gablich. Yeah. Like that dude has found his path. Mm -hmm. He has found his path in the world and he is marching it. And at the same time, he's inspiring, what, 80,000 people now Mm -hmm. to do better. Yeah. If you're listening, Andrew, I just had an entire table (laughs) of women last night buy your premium numerology report. Everyone right now is like on pins and needles waiting to get it back because they are planning their future around it. So yeah, he's very much impacting people's lives. Like I just saw it happen last night. I think Brent is doing the same thing. Like he's Mm -hmm. someone that really found his path and is spending his energy to improve the lives of others, right? Like that's someone that I want to help bring a spotlight to. Right. And he's found that passion. Like he's found that thing that just fires him up enough Mm -hmm. where like nothing's going to stop that dude. Mm-hmm. Like he's just going to keep learning and growing and learning and growing and following that trajectory mm-hmm. until he hits his mission of influencing or inspiring, I don't know, millions of people, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want to hopefully be getting just like more and more guests that are in all different walks of life. Like I don't want to get too spiritual because I know that's not everybody's thing. I don't want to get too neurosciencey because I know that's not everyone's thing. So it's kind of just like sprinkling in all of these different people that have a similar 
story to tell. And like that is improvement and growth and I guess just living an interesting life, right? It's not normal to lean into pain and to constantly be self-improving and working with like a growth mindset. I think a lot of people, just based off my experience and like who I run into, a lot of people just want to be comfortable. So when I see people that are outliers and constantly trying to improve and grow, like that's always fascinating to me because I want to know like, what was that turning point in your life that got you to have that perspective or that shift of a mindset? Because I certainly wasn't. I mean, I was very complacent for a very long time. And for me, it took an enormous amount of pain to want to grow and be like, I don't want to be here anymore. And I don't know if that's how it is for everybody, but I know that there's usually a moment and then a shift happens. Right. It's like, at what point, like a lot of these people, even when I listen to other people's podcasts that they have some of these awesome people on that are really inspiring. It's almost like, where was that moment where you started falling in love with the journey mm-hmm. like of life? itself, right? Not just like the journey of this thing you're trying to accomplish for these external reasons. Why? Because you want to look smart or look important or feel wealthy, or you want people to look at you like, you know, you're better than, or, you know, whatever these external motivators might be. But when did that shift happen where there was these intrinsic motivators kicking and firing in a hundred different ways that just led you down this path that all of a sudden you're like, shit, dude, this fucking journey just became really fun. Mm-hmm. Where like the pain that you leaned into for so long, you finally were able to like surrender to a lot of it and say like, oh, it's okay. I'm doing what I need to do to help the world or help my family, right? And that doesn't even need to be that big, mm-hmm. but where that journey is like, this is my journey. Mm-hmm. And I guess like finding purpose too is really important. Yeah. And I feel like everyone kind of struggles with that at some point in their life. It's like, well, what am I doing here? Is this the career I'm supposed to have? Like, what is the goal? Do I want a family? Just challenging your wants, I guess, and your desires instead of just saying like, this is what society expects of me. So I'm going to have the two and a half kids and I'm going to have that nine to five and I'm going to go to college and yada, yada. I think it's also important to expose people to like different walks of life just so that they can have that exposure and then maybe question where they're going and not in like a bad way, but just like you don't know what you don't know. So I didn't really know a lot about spirituality until a few years ago. And then I just dove into the deep end. Now I'm like in, but if I didn't have that exposure, I might not have ever like found it. And that has played such an important role in my life that I don't even know where I'd be without it. Yeah. And the way I, so spirituality is an interesting one because the way I view it is I think a lot of people take a negative automatically when you say the word spirituality, their brains go negative. And it's like, oh, you know, this is this weird stuff. I don't want to go anywhere near that, right? They associate with religion, they associate it with like this esoteric Mm -hmm. nonsense. Mm -hmm. But it's not about that. Science has gotten so far and it keeps getting further and further. But then there's this giant unknown stuff that people create and articulate different answers for it. And those answers could be religion, it could be numerology like Andrew follows and all that kinds of stuff. But when I think of spirituality, I think of the unknown and then back to the known, which is like the more science. Spirituality being the unknown, like there's a lot of these things that you can't prove. It's just a bunch of people's opinions. And in order to really articulate that and understand your journey in life or whatever you need to do, like it's really nice to be able to get a bunch of people who study the unknown and try to figure out and articulate the unknown. It's really nice to get their experiences and their knowledge from all the research and stuff that they've done in order to craft your own spiritual journey, right? So it's not this 
super esoteric world of witches and witchcraft and all that kinds of stuff. It's science only taken us so far. Beyond that is just a bunch of people with a bunch of ideas. Mm-hmm. And it's going to take a long time for science to catch up. But these parts of that, like Stephen Kotler, one of my favorite authors, he studies high performance and how do you live the best absolute life that you can? How do you get into those peak states of mind that let you perform your best? And he says that when you have a performance issue, there's usually a spiritual solution. When you have a performance problem, there's a spiritual solution because there's so much happening in the unknown. And he says, when you have a spiritual problem, a lot of people that are on those, like they're just searchers and they're just constantly on that spiritual searching path. Mm -hmm. He says, there's a performance solution. So like these things and a bunch of scientists, they have these gaps in these things when it comes to science and mysticism and all that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that are trying to like fill those gaps, like Stephen Kotler is a great author and Joe Dispenza and these dudes. But in the end, I think it's really nice when you stumble across platforms, even Joe, I mean, Joe Rogan, even Tim Ferriss will touch on this kinds of stuff where they're not scared to explore mm-hmm. and there's no judgment in exploration. And I think that this is a platform for that kind of exploration, but then also experience sharing from people that have found a path, a journey that's mm-hmm. theirs. Yeah. I like that experience sharing. That's the gestalt method of Mm -hmm. doing things. Yeah. We learned that in EO. Mm -hmm. So along with the content that this podcast is going to be putting out and that there's a lot of stuff that you're really passionate and excited about learning yourself, right? Because you consider yourself a learner. I'm such a researcher. Like I'm such a nerd when it comes to it. Like if I'm trying to find a new deodorant, I'll probably spend (laughs) two hours on the internet just trying to find like the perfect one. And I actually enjoy that process. Mm -hmm. If it's a topic that I'm into, like I love just diving deep into it and like being inquisitive. And then I think that's like also when the best content comes out. When you're actually genuinely curious about it. Mm -hmm. Right. So on here, there's such an array of topics and categories that you can dive into that feed into all these things that we're talking about. Let's try to identify some. So I would say topics that I plan on hitting a lot are going to be personal development. Like how do you continue to grow? And that's going to be in like all aspects, just never like settling for where you are. So people that have either a different perspective or way of tackling just growth in general, I would say parenting just because we have a new little baby Mm. and we want to make sure that we are doing everything as best we can for him. Relationships are very interesting to me just because I think there's so much that goes into them. It's like way beyond just the two people. So it's the society that you were both raised in that play like a huge factor into what you expect in a relationship. And So relationships with other people, romantic, non-romantic, and with yourself, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, All three. Spirituality, we obviously got into that and I'm very into that. Mm -hmm. So just finding people that are doing some cool shit over there. Mm -hmm. Basically anyone that I think is like an outlier. I've always identified with people that are a little bit outside of the box and outside of the expectations of society. I'm there. I live there. It's a tough one. The world's biggest fear is public speaking, Mm -hmm. right? And it's because we are so terrified to be ostracized by our society, by our tribe, that people won't speak up, but they won't be the outlier, which are the people that inspire, right? Yeah. I think oftentimes for sure. And I think you can't deny that there's like a difference between someone that's comfortable in the pack versus someone that's comfortable outside of the pack. So the people that are outside of the pack 
it's more rare for sure. So that's kind of why I'm intrigued. And like, how did you get there? Like, I know how I got here. So how did you get here? And like, see if there's any crossover. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. I'd imagine it's the same kind of struggles mentally. Right. Yeah. And then that's kind of what I want to see. And then you won't know until you like talk to these people and have just a lot of volume to be able to compare. Yeah. Along that path too, is you have to get really good at knowing who you are in order to be there, right? Mm -hmm. I I don't know, but you obviously have been crafting a human being out of yourself for a long time now. Mm -hmm. And it's cool to watch. But I read certain books, like the one I read recently was that Johan Hari, I think his name was. Yeah, Johan Hari, Lost Connections. And he actually described exactly this, where in our prehistoric human brains, if we were lost from the tribe, if we found ourselves in the grasslands hunting and we were lost from the tribe and found ourselves by ourselves, you automatically trigger a fear response. So you automatically start flushing your body with cortisol. So you literally live in like a very high stressed state until you develop the skills and confidence to live in that outlier persona. That journey to get there, to be one of the outliers Mm -hmm. is probably so unique experientially to a lot of people and they probably develop their own tools. But deep down inside, I'm sure it's full of a bunch of fear, a bunch of self-doubt and a lot of overcoming these things. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that most people in society, the problem is that they are just drifting through life, not asking questions around who they are. Mm-hmm. And that is why we have so many people feeling like victims, right? Victims or depressed or isolated. And obviously like the state of everything doesn't help right now either because you have so many states telling you you're not allowed to socialize. So it just kind of exacerbates all of these negative feelings. Yeah. Which is literally one of the hierarchy of needs, human needs is human connection. Mm-hmm. And that's why, because we don't do well in isolation. Mm-hmm. Yet now we're forced in isolation. Yeah. It's been really interesting to see like the psychological effects of this down yeah. the road. It's kind of scary. Especially for the kids. Yeah. Knowing that genetically, we're just not designed for this mm-hmm. as humans. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting. That's the biggest thing. And virtual platforms just don't do it. In his book, Johan Ravai, he actually mentioned his analogy when it comes to virtual meeting and virtual meeting places mm-hmm. and being like on Zoom calls and being connecting virtually with people, he says it's like the same thing as watching porn versus having sex. Like you don't get the same connection. You don't get the same neurochemistry that happens. You don't get the same spiritual connection, the same vibrational connections, the unexplainable stuff that you mm-hmm. get when you're in proximity to another human being, mm-hmm. having a meaningful conversation. And now our entire lives, like people working from home nonstop, our entire lives are absorbed with these virtual connections. Mm -hmm. It's been going on since social media was created, really. According to him, it's like since like the 70s, we've been declining in actual social connections. But we digress a little. But like the point is that to explore the people that have been able to step outside of society a little bit and ask these kinds of questions Mm -hmm. and then explore and be able to self-identify who they are and who they, how they want to show up in the world. Like these people are fascinating, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I would say also a goal of the podcast would be to have people challenging belief systems that they already have mm. and like challenge the way that they look at the world. Just because I feel like, at least for myself, I didn't know why I thought relationships should be a certain way, or I didn't know why I should act in a certain way. And once I started like challenging those things, I became a better person. And I was like, oh, these aren't me. Like These are just like the programs that I was raised with. And I think it goes back to being exposed to just different walks of life. So 
hopefully exposing people to something that they maybe didn't know and then challenging someone on something that they've always thought was a certain way and then maybe creating like an expansion of sorts. Right. Kind of playing that devil's advocate Mm -hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Like here's this thought that this person, there's very few people thinking it and acting upon it, but they just might be a little happier than you. Let's Mm -hmm. be aware of that. Mm-hmm. Touch it for with a feather for now, but let that sink. <laughs> right. And it's not to say that these common ways of looking at things or living or versions of reality are bad, right? Like I think we, especially on social media, like you see it get demonized if you have a nine to five and then you're expected to want something else. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I think certain things suit people mm-hmm. differently, right? Someone might be more than happy in a nine to five. And that's great. If that makes you happy, that's all that matters. And I think it's really problematic that we're pushing entrepreneurship down everyone's throat, right? Mm -hmm. Leave your job. Doesn't matter if you have a family that you support, go find your dream and passion because it's not there. Well, that's not necessarily true for everybody. So I think it's important to just recognize like what makes you happy and what's like your authentic path versus what society is telling you it should be. And I think that that's shifted, right? It used to be go to college, have the job, get the family. That's what it was. And now it's like, oh, the new counterculture is quit the job. Don't do the family. Start your own business risk all of your money. Like for some people, sure, that's awesome. But I think it's just being able to stand up for yourself and say, this is what I want. And it doesn't matter if anyone's telling you you're right or wrong. You know what's going to make you happy. And then just being able to have the confidence to, I guess, not only go after it, but stay there if you're already there, right? Like there's nothing wrong with where you're at if you're happy. Yeah. Luckily, there are a lot of cool business leaders out there that are creating formidable missions for the companies, like these impact businesses that are actually doing good for the world. So when you go to work every day, you actually feel like you're contributing. That's one of the biggest things behind a lot of depression and anxiety is that people don't find meaning in what they're doing because the business leaders or whoever, the people that do take that entrepreneurial jump aren't providing meaning to people. Mm -hmm. And it's cool. I think that that's one cool thing I've seen that's one of the trends that are happening right now is that a lot of business leaders are taking that on as a personal challenge. Like, how do I create a mission out of this? Now, a lot of them are say they do it and it's easy to craft this mission and slap it on a website and not actually do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really know enough to really call any out, but they exist and we all know who they are. Some of the ones like censoring society mm-hmm. potentially. So I think it's really important for people to have purpose. And I think without purpose, you don't have meaning. And without any of those things, then you tend to fall into a depression or you fall into like a negative loop. So I think it's up to the individual at the end of the day. Like I think it's great if like a company can provide some sort of feedback or mission and try to like bring in the company and make it feel like a one like a single unit, right? I guess have everybody on board and your job is important too. Like you don't have to be in the executive suite to be making a difference. But I think it's up to the individual to just shift their perspective and find the good. So if you work for a company, let's say it's like Tom's, right? Your job, no matter what it is, is important. Like there's a butterfly effect happening. So it's like just finding the Mm. mission of your company and our company is putting shoes on people's feet. Like that's important. And I think there's a lot of companies, especially now more than ever, that are doing 
extra. They're going above and beyond in some way. So it's finding that or finding how your job is even just affecting your coworkers, right? Let's say that you're in charge, like you're one of the staffers in charge of just providing lunches for the day. Like you should be able to shift your perspective and see that like you are giving and you are providing like a very important part to dozens, if not hundreds of people's lives every single day, five days a week. So it's just perspective, right? So it's having gratitude and just seeing beyond. Yeah. And that's what some of these things that we'll discover in people's toolkit, mm-hmm. right? Some of the stuff like, how did you get from there to there? Mm-hmm. Like, how did you get from pizza delivery boy to an inspiring author or something along those lines, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what were those steps that you took, those perspective shifts? Because that's really what it is. Growth mm-hmm. is nothing but a bunch of perspective shifts. Mm-hmm. And the more people that have a perspective shift, especially right now, it's like we're going through a giant change in society. It's just it's a giant shift. And it's cool because a lot of cool stuff can come out the other end of it, but then a lot of broken stuff can come out the other end of it. Right. It's all it's all based off of your lens. Like, what do you want to do with this? Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Yeah. Part of me wants to start jumping into like some politics talk, but is that going to be a topic of conversation? I don't know. So I think politics are really important. I got into them a little bit later. I always had the idea that I think a lot of young people do, which is it's not for me. I never really saw the direct effect that it had until I started making money, until I had my own business, until I had my own family. And prior to all of those things, it didn't impact me at all. I had to pay my taxes. That's about it. Who's going to make me pay the least amount of taxes? That's all I thought, 18 to whatever. But now it's like you see all of these things could be in jeopardy in some way if I don't have a voice, if I don't stay up to what's what and what's happening in even just like your local politics, right? I think too often... We just look at the sensationalized presidential poll, and that's only one branch. No one realizes, like, hopefully they realize, hopefully you paid attention in your history class, but like, we don't live in an authoritative country, right? There's different branches, there's checks and balances. So it's really important that you elect people on a local level that represent you and your interests. So when these big debates and policies are being made, that your representative has your back, essentially. So you can hate whatever president as much as you want, but that's like such a small piece of the problems happening right now. So you have to look smaller, right? Look at your state. Hmm. But getting back to the question, I think it's really important. I think that it's hard not to have a partisan perspective because we're all individuals. We all have different needs and expectations. And what my needs are, are not going to be your needs necessarily. And that doesn't make either of us right or wrong. It's just who I feel represents me the best and my needs the best and who I feel will protect those things the best. And you can't get mad at someone because they feel like it's not the same person as you, right? So it's hard because I'm a mother and I'm a business owner and I'm going to look at things from my lens and that's Mm -hmm. not necessarily going to be appealing to everybody else. And then if you get someone on that is a professional in the political arena, then they're obviously going to be in one bucket. Usually that's how that works. So it's hard to have a conversation that's truly like bipartisan. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just doesn't exist yet. And I don't know why. 
I'm definitely going to come on the political ones. Do you ever get like a political guy? I don't know. I think eventually I would like to have someone on because I do think it's so important, especially right now. But I just feel like if I did it, that it would just get misconstrued or... Yeah, that's the problem. Because if you get a conservative on, all of a sudden you're a conservative podcast. If you get a liberal on, all of a sudden you're like... A liberal podcast. A liberal podcast. But you need to explore these people in the way that they think. So how can you do it in such a way that you won't get stamped with... One or the other. And I think it's also important to discuss. I don't know why we always have arguments over fundamental different beliefs, right? Like you could talk about abortion, right? Like that's an easy one. Why are we still arguing about that? You either are pro choice or you're pro life. Well, the argument is because these things get written into law and then everybody totally, has to follow not, them. You're not. I would be really interested to see the last time that someone really changed someone's mind. I feel like when it comes to these age old arguments, you have the two different people and vote according to what matters to you and your belief system and the majority is going to win. Like that's just how it is. I think some people, yeah, will have a shift in perspective and maybe like they'll have some new information that they didn't have before and that will change them from one to the other. But I think what the problem is, is we sit there and we shout at each other and we're trying to get someone else to change their mind. And there's nothing new on these topics, right? They've been around forever. So mm-hmm. it's just majority is going to win. So I think we would be better off just spending our time and energy on things that like bring us together than like things that are dividing us. Right. Yeah. Cause it's like the idea of power versus force. As soon as you raise your voice in an opposing opinion, you create a more, you create more force in that opposing opinion. I don't want to butcher the idea of abortion or anything like that, but there's this sense that if everyone looked inward and was focused on growth And if they're focused on themselves versus what other people are doing, then I think a lot of these conversations would be a little bit different, Mm -hmm. right? Because a lot of that is people from the outside pointing inside saying what you're doing is right or wrong, Mm -hmm. right? And that seems to be what's missing there. Also, and I always say that these conversations and these arguments, I'm not a politician and I don't consider myself someone that is like really well-educated in any of these topics, but I will say that a lot of these arguments are symptoms of something bigger. And that thing that's bigger should be the thing that more people are talking about and they're not because there's no clarity there as to what it is. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing. The more you can explore curiously both sides, whether it's both sides of the argument, or whatever it is, and look deeper at what's really going on, especially in society, unique society like the United States, the more people can do that curiously, then they'll start figuring out that all these things are symptoms of something, something else. Something that we can all shift inside of us, some perspective shifts that can happen with curiosity, with people that speak and are studying and researching different ways of being. Yeah. And I would say curiosity is a really important word for the podcast because I think that's something that we've lost a lot of. Mm. And I think that if we remain curious and we're not going to be so combative with one another because we genuinely just are trying to like find that other perspective. And again, there's like no right or wrong because we are just like the accumulation of our experiences. So we are unique in that way. So you can't really say what's right for me is right for you. And pushing your beliefs on someone else is never like a good thing. You can definitely try to open people's eyes, but again, they have to be curious to do so. And so should you. We all need to kind of just try to understand each other a little bit better. How hard is that though? It's so hard. We don't understand ourselves 
let alone other people. Well, it's removing judgment too, right? Because you can't be curious with judgment and you can't be curious if you think you know everything. So I think it's also admitting that you aren't an expert and information is constantly changing and evolving and just like being open to that. I don't remember the exact term, but it's uh, along the lines of the expert's dilemma. Once you identify as an expert in something, you actually become less informed. I've never heard that. Because you lose that curiosity, right? The beginner's sense of curiosity. Mm. So I would say keep that in mind when actually getting experts on the podcast. Mm -hmm. People that are so glued to a conviction, sometimes probably you can get in the way. Yeah. I think that's an issue everyone has is- Then again, listening to them, they've studied one thing for a really long time. Right. So I think that's important too, is exposing yourself to different perspectives. Because if you are only reinforcing a belief system that you already have, you're not learning anything. Mm -hmm. So I think it's always just kind of like bouncing back and forth and just seeing changes and just seeing different perspectives. And if you never change your mind, that's fine. Maybe like you always want to be in one space. You don't know that that's actually authentic unless you are reading information on both sides. Right. Mm-hmm. So politics. <laughs> Take a curious approach. Cur- yeah. <laughs> Hear everyone Non-judgmental. Out. Non-judgmental as much as possible. And it's hard. Mm-hmm. So that's the goal if you do get some sort of politic. Um, politician. Poli- of well, not a politician, but someone that leans in that direction. Like, I don't know if Ben Shapiro is a politician, but he's like a person that talks about politics. Mm-hmm. That'd be a cool guy to have on the show. Yeah, right. <laughs> in due time. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's the hang up with a lot of things. So if I can just make people be nicer to each other. (laughs) That's the goal. That's the goal too. We have a lot of really lofty goals here. That's okay. And then to also just remind people that social media is what, 2% of the global population is on Twitter. So don't get too down in the dumps when you just see so much hate being spewed all over the place. It's just people that don't have another outlet and that's their outlet. And they're Mm. probably not being heard in real life. So they're going to the digital world to go spew that out because it's safer and they're anonymous. And that's just a very small representation of humankind. Mm. So I have to remind myself that all the time. I have to remind you that all the time. I try not to go on Twitter as much now because it's it's a very scary place to be. So relationships, science, spirituality, politics, what else? Health, Mm -hmm. wealth, Mm -hmm. performance, Mm -hmm. goals. Happiness, right? Like yeah, and I would say if I, had a, of stuff. if I had to pick two things, it would just be like happiness and self improvement, right? And self improvement is an infinite amount of categories. So, mm-hmm. those are the two things. And to get there, I mean, the first step to any of it is to develop clarity, clarity around like who you are and what you believe. And there's only one way to do that, and it's education and research. Mm-hmm. So, people on the show that have clarity in these areas that help filter through. Clarity as to how you want to show up in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was a very long overview, kind of went a lot of places, but that's going to be kind of the theme is I don't want to cater to just one type of person. I'm hopefully going to have a very diverse audience and hopefully I can share some like really important information that helps make your day in life better. I'm going to listen. <laughs> I'll know if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks for joining me. I hope that you stick around. We're going to have some really cool guests on every single week. And please, if you have the time, leave us a review, rate the podcast, subscribe so you don't miss a thing. We'll see you next time. 
That's it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have the time, please rate and review, and you can always hit subscribe to stay up to date with our latest episodes. I hope to have you back.